The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the 13th chapter. Glory Glory to you, O Lord. At that very hour, some Pharisees came and said to Jesus, Get away from here, for Herod wants to kill you. He said to them, Go and tell that fox for me. Listen, I am casting out demons and performing cures today and tomorrow, and on the third day I finish my work. Yet today, tomorrow, and the next day I must be on my way, because it is impossible for a prophet to be killed outside of Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often have I desired to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you were not willing. See, your house is left to you, and I tell you, you will not see me until the time comes when you say, Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, O Christ. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. There is a children's fable by Aesop that tells the story of a fox who came upon a tree and saw a rooster up in its branches. Hoping for lunch, the fox, who was cunning and sly, approached the rooster with jubilation and said, Oh, Mr. Rooster, have you heard the wonderful news? Your family and mine and all the other animals have agreed to forget our differences and live in peace together. Won't you come down and celebrate with me? And the rooster answered, Oh, I am truly delighted with this news. And he stretched and he appeared to be looking and seeing something on the horizon. And when the fox saw his gaze, he asked, What is it that you see? And the rooster told him, Well, I think I see some dogs coming, and they must have heard the good news as well. (laughs) But before he could finish his sentence, the fox had begun to run away, and the rooster called out after him, Wait, why are you running away? The dogs are friends of yours now, too. And the fox replied, Yes, but they may not have heard the news yet. And besides, I think there was an important errand I had almost forgotten. And the rooster remained in his perch, satisfied he had outwitted his enemy. When Jesus calls Herod a fox, that was the image that came to mind for me. Hungry and manipulative, sly and untrustworthy, destructive and self-serving. The Herod, who's named in our gospel today, is Herod Antipas, who was the son of Herod the Great, whom we remember from Jesus' birth narrative. This, though, is the King Herod who murdered Jesus' cousin John the Prophet, sorry, John the Baptist, 
And reportedly now, he is seeking out Jesus and desires to kill him, too. Since the transfiguration, Jesus has been moving away from Herod's kingdom, which included Galilee, toward Jerusalem. But in Luke's gospel especially, that journey takes a very long time. Ten chapters of the gospel tell us that journey. In today's text, we hear some of the Pharisees come to Jesus and urge him to move even more quickly, to get away from here. But Jesus digs in. He tells him what he is there to do, to cast out demons and to perform cures, and he refuses to be rushed or to be run out of town. Just as he was with the devil in the wilderness, Jesus is clear in his identity as the Son of God and in his obedience to the Lord our God and no one else. Another image I could not avoid as I read this text and prepared to preach this morning was that of the suffering in Ukraine. War is complex. And I don't pretend to understand the dynamics of the world or military or economic powers in play. But I do see similarities between the people who came to Jesus searching for deliverance and healing, for liberation and restoration, and the now more than two million people who have fled Ukraine and are seeking shelter as refugees. I'm so grateful that last Sunday here at Grace we raised $1,700 for Lutheran Disaster Response, who's working with Lutheran World Federation member churches and ecumenical partners in Eastern Europe to distribute the supplies and food and medicine, bedding, and the psychosocial and pastoral care to refugees and internally displaced people many of whom are women and children. I believe our response to suffering must be rooted in our identity as God's people. And our obedience to God must mirror the same strength and determination that Jesus demonstrates in our gospel today. The third image for today comes from what Jesus says next as he laments over Jerusalem. Jesus cries out as he describes the ways that God's people have been disobedient and the violence they have perpetrated, stoning and killing God's messengers and prophets. And as he names his grief, Jesus describes himself as a mother hen. Now, We could joke about the mother hens who become obsessive about details of other people's lives, nagging and fussing and interfering. But the image of a mother hen that Jesus is using here is one of a mothering God who wants to stretch out her wings and gather her fledglings, the newest and the most vulnerable creation within the safety or refuge 
and protection of her reach. Lutheran pastor Delmer Chilton tells a story of being with his grandmother who got fresh eggs from their neighbor. One day they walked down the road to the neighbor's house where the eggs were kept cool in a spring house. And as they were coming out of the spring house, they heard a ruckus in the chicken yard. Chilton says there was a sudden raising of dust, a flurry of feathers and scattering of hens and chickens and screeching and squawking. And then just as suddenly, things calmed down. And out of the quiet, an old gray hen emerged from the bushes with a large black snake in her mouth. That mother hen wasn't going to let anyone hurt her chicks or eggs. This is the image for God that Jesus offers us today. Instead of a king who manipulates us and threatens us into obedience, or one whose rule is iron-fisted, we are created and beloved by a mothering God whose fierce love is sacrificial and boundless. God yearns to gather us in, to embrace us and welcome us all into God's safekeeping. With his lament, Jesus leaves space for God's people to respond to God's promise of life. It is not too late to choose God and to choose life. It is never too late. Because God acts for us first and offers us mercy and grace that is new every morning. When we reach Holy Week, Jesus will die in Jerusalem at the hands of God's own people. And he will be raised and resurrected to show that the forces of sin and death and the devil that defy God and rebel against God do not triumph. Regardless of what we have done and the ways we have turned away from God and God's word in the past, God yearns for us to find our home in God. In faith, we are freed for the sake of the world, and our obedience flows from our salvation. Our obedience, then, is our response to God's good and generous grace that has been poured out upon us. The late pastor and author Eugene Peterson described obedience as the strength to stand and the willingness to leap. As we go out into the world this week, as we continue to pray for peace in Ukraine and the safety of refugees, may we share God's mothering love with all whom we meet and respond to the suffering we witness with courage, strength, and willingness. Amen.